0: We've talked a lot about housing. And if you take a look at what's going on across the country right now, there seems to be a bit of a pattern developing where cities are scrambling to do some, some zoning changes, right? Um, in May of this year, the federal government announced a four billion dollar housing accelerator fund. And pretty much ever since then, and you know, to be honest, before then too, but it's really ramped up, uh, cities from coast to coast scrambling to get their share of that money. And a bunch of cities have already come to agreements with the feds on this, primarily in Ontario, but I think Kelowna reached a deal too. Um, And here in Alberta, as you well know, both Edmonton and Calgary are revamping zoning laws. Edmonton just passed a brand new zoning law last week that says basically anywhere and everywhere within the city of Edmonton, you can now build multifamily housing units, uh, buildings up to three stories tall anywhere, um, which is a pretty pretty big departure from the way we've done things for a long time in the city of calgary looking at doing a very similar thing there so this is happening why what's going on and is it good is it the right strategy we're going to speak with dr carolyn weitzman who's a housing policy expert and an expert advisor to the housing assessment resource tools project uh dr weitzman thank you for being here i really appreciate your time today
1: Hi, Shay, That was a great introduction to what's going on.
0: I think that's what they're they're calling it a zoning revolution. Uh, Is that overstating it, do you think? Or is that really what we're seeing? Because it's certainly the talk of the country right now when it comes to housing.
1: Well, that's great. I mean, I think that there is a lot of uh, change that's happening really rapidly. Um, As you say, the main motor has been uh, the housing accelerator fund and the agreements that the federal government is making over Infrastructure money in exchange for more density in existing areas, getting rid of exclusionary zoning that uh, until recently locked up big parts of land outside Quebec uh, from um, uh, that is the province of Quebec kind of has been going its own way. locked up big areas of land uh, for apartments and for uh, multi-unit homes. So is it that
0: housing accelerator fund? Is it the federal money that's really, like, thrown gasoline onto this? Because we've been talking about density for a very, very long time, but not like this. So it is that housing accelerator fund that's really changed things?
1: Absolutely, and it is agreements that are being negotiated directly with the housing minister. I'd give a a bit of an exception to uh, Edmonton, who have been talking about zoning from an equity basis for about three years now and really have been ahead of the rest of um, uh, Canada on it. But, um, yeah, it's been, uh, you know, what's going on in Calgary, what's going on in Halifax, what's going on in a lot of the uh, cities in the Golden Horseshoe. And Ontario, as you mentioned, are a direct result of um, negotiations around infrastructure money. And I I think that's great. I think it's just a first step.
0: So we all know we have a housing crunch and this is in response to that. Um, has our zoning And what we've done, historically speaking, created it in a way. Have we been focused on the wrong kind of housing for too long? If I look at any neighbourhood in the City of Edmonton or in Calgary, they all look fairly similar. It's single detached housing for the most part, unless it's not, and that's a different area. But we don't have Mm -hmm. a lot of mix between the two.
1: Yeah, there's not that much between sprawl and tall. And really, the question is, how can we build up the missing middle? And that's important, partly for affordability reasons, partly because... Single family homes are just not affordable anywhere in Canada anymore, but also because of changing demographics. There's more smaller households, there's older people who are seeking to downsize in their neighborhood and who don't necessarily want to move to a 32 story condo tower, but would be perfectly happy with a two bedroom uh, home and then having, um, uh, you know, more hopefully two and three bedroom um, small uh, um, flats available. Uh, another factor factor is that um, one of the responses to um, uh, housing affordability uh, has been building townhouses, but they're not very accessible. So again, when you're looking at an aging society, or even um, people with young children, having single-story apartments is a lot more accessible than um, a multi-level townhouse.
0: So are we starting to get on track? Are we moving in the right direction now? We talked about Edmonton and they've changed their zoning bylaws drastically. Calgary looking at a very similar sort of plan. Are we getting on track now in terms of doing what we need to do to address some of these problems that we've had historically?
1: Well, this a lot that needs to happen, and one of the key areas for change now is uh, that Canada hasn't been building non-market housing, social housing for lower-income people since the uh, early 1990s, uh, and that has led. It's one of the factors that's led to growing homelessness. So I think that Edmonton is going down the right direction with not specifying the number of units, but simply going. Yeah, a base level of three stories with, um, you know, uh, more units and uh, less required parking, especially for low-income families. I think that Edmonton's absolutely the leader across Canada right now.
0: Dr. Weissman, what else has to be done? Surely cost has to be part of it. You can't just build more units if they're still going to cost as much as they do today. It's not going to help anybody. We've got uh, labor shortages, all these sorts of things. What else do we need to be working on instead of just saying, okay, we're going to change where you can build things?
1: Well, absolutely. So um, one of the exciting things about the Rapid Housing Initiative, which is uh, trying to build uh, more very low-cost housing for um, people who are facing homelessness, is that it's given a big boost to the modular housing industry. And uh, after World War II, about a million homes were built for returning servicemen. And something that people might not know is that they were built on sort of pre-approved designs by the national agency the CMHC, and um, having that kind of modular housing that's actually created in a factory and then moved to site is just it's it will um lower construction costs it will help in a winter climate like canada has um, and having pre-approved designs only in this generation for uh, apartment buildings could have a big transformative impact that's going to take some changes in the building code and it's also going to take some changes in the zoning code that we're just talking about right now.
0: Dr. Weitzman, uh, great insight. Thank you so much for being here today. I really do appreciate it.